Tomorrow I had planned to break and enter the Vichy French Embassy and steal foreign government documents with the help of an embassy attaché I barely knew. I walked two blocks to the corner of 23rd and I. A dusty black Citroen pulled up next to me. Lionel leaned over from the driver's seat to open the door. I slid in. Ready for our little adventure? he asked. I am, I said. Miss Adventure was more like it. Okay, Lionel said. Now we begin the performance. We'd already decided that if we were caught in any other state than in possession of stolen documents, we'd pretend that we were really having an affair. Who was to say we weren't? I took off my jacket, put on my earrings and heels, and layered on thick red lipstick, blotting it with tissue. There was no one in sight, so we sauntered around to the front door of the hotel and went inside to the bar. I did my best to look and act like a floozy. After we had performed the roles of reckless lovers as long as we could without getting arrested for drunk and disorderly, Lionel took out his wallet and gestured to the waiter. Two bottles of cold champagne to take with us, please, Lionel said. We left the hotel carrying the champagne, still laughing. We walked through the dimly lit grounds of the Sheraton until we arrived at a service gate that opened onto Calorama Road. It was unlocked. We slipped through and crossed the street, still in character, holding hands and talking. Ready? Lionel said. I'm ready. I said, My dear, you were splendid, he said to me. Of course, I answered. The role of sexy mistress is second nature to me. What now? We wait for a few minutes. Until the guard is on the other side of the building, then we go on to the file room. In the meantime, Lionel popped the cork on the second bottle of champagne and poured the contents into a potted philodendron. What a waste, he said. But we must look as if we have enjoyed ourselves without clouding our wits. Come, he said, reaching for my hand. I grasped it. He pulled me into the hall. It was quite dark. Even embassies were subject to the dim-out regulations, and we were pursued by long shadows as we crept down the hall, through a door, and down another hall, deep into the building. The vast room was once a ballroom, I suspected, two stories tall, with stained glass windows and parquet floors. We'd come in a back way, probably a service entrance. I saw the main double doors on the other side of the space, secured with a bar and a lock the size of my hand. The space now stored documents. Shelves of outsized folders lined two walls. Legions of wooden file cabinets stood at attention in rows, with barely enough room between the aisles to move. Block, I said, Gerald. We heard a sound at the end of the hall, the slam of a door followed by human footsteps and the four-legged pattering of a dog. It's the guard, Lionel whispered. We both looked at our watches. Only twenty minutes had passed since we'd left. I remembered the guard's carabiner slung over one shoulder and the handy talkie that dangled from the other. He's back much too soon, Lionel hissed. Do you think he suspects? I asked. If he did, 
Surely he wouldn't return alone. Maybe he wants more champagne. We both hesitated, thinking the same thing. We hardly looked like lovers who'd been alone for twenty minutes. Quickly, I said. The steps came closer and closer. The dog whined, perhaps anticipating peppermints, and the door opened without a preliminary knock. I squealed and jumped up from the sofa, stock naked except for Phoebe's necklace glittering between my breasts. I covered my most private body parts with my hands. The guard shined his flashlight directly on me and shrieked himself.